Our goal is to document and share the best practices of building a world-class business. Our personal mission is to give all that information for free. And we get that information by acquiring the businesses and doing the practices and then sharing it with the world. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. All right, next one. Get comfortable in isolation. Fighting loneliness brings pain. Mastering loneliness brings bliss. I wanted insight on this one because I've never heard anybody say these things. So um, give, give me a little explanation on that. Yeah. So I'll tell you where it came from, which is when I was 22 um, and I was finishing up, I actually went to school and got a degree in exercise physiology, which is useless and retarded, but that's another story. So to finish that degree, I had to basically go and do an internship somewhere for six months. And the top internship in the country was like to be an intern at the Golden Door, which is in San Marcos. Uh, And basically all these celebrities go there, blah, blah, blah. It's in the mountains. It's like a retreat center. And so I applied and they flew me out. And then I was like one of the top 10, then finally got down to it and I got the internship. And so I went there and I lived on site for six months and I didn't do school, nothing. I just was an intern there, right? Which was a grueling experience, but what it actually was harder than like working 18 hours a day. And like, literally, I think I did like probably seven hours of exercise a day because I taught all the exercise classes. It was crazy. Um, is I lived in a cabin in the woods that was three quarters of a mile from the resort I didn't have cell service in the cabin and the internet was like absolute crap. And I lived there for six months. That's like solitary confinement. Dude, it was, it was insane. I was like, this is not like, but they didn't give a Um, So I lived there for that amount of time. And what I realized was it, I'd heard it so many times, you know, like as you're growing up and as you're going to college, like you want to learn how to be by yourself. You want to learn how to be with yourself when you're by yourself and like be good alone. And I think until you're in a spot where like you really have no human connection. Like I remember sitting in there and realizing the amount of, uh, for the first couple of weeks, like anxiety that I felt. Um, like I literally remember the urges I had, like I wanted to just go eat like dessert. I wanted to like go immediately be around a bunch of people. I wanted to like go drink. Like there were so many things that came up because I wasn't okay just like sitting with myself and like thinking through some of the things in my head. And it forced me to, because obviously I'm like, I'm not going to get fat and be a drunk. So uh, instead, you know, like I learned to be by myself and just like accepting of my own thoughts and feelings when I am by myself. And I think that a lot of people spend their whole life running from what they feel like inside or being alone because they're afraid of what that might feel like. The irony of it is that once you're alone for like a week or two by yourself, then it it literally feels like nothing. It's irrelevant, right? So we're really scared of this thing. You do it. And within 14 days, like it's your new normal and you don't feel weird at all. Um, But I think in that time, it forced me to realize that. And I saw for myself, like, I feel truly after that experience, like I am self-sufficient in the sense of I do not feel like I need other humans to survive and be happy. I feel I can be happy alone. And then I really thought to myself, like, what a great experience this was for me to happen at this age before I go and try and meet somebody that's going to be like a life partner. And and you're expecting them to make you happy. 100%. And I think that's what it taught me more than anything was like, I don't see, I don't expect a friend and I don't expect a partner to make me happy. And actually lowered my expectations of others a ton. And I think a lot of people have very high expectations of others and very low expectations of themselves. Instead, I just lowered my expectations of what I expect from other people. I expect other people 
to be other people and like to be doing what's best for themselves, not what's best for me and not like a coming, succumbing to like my loneliness or my feelings or whatever I need from other people. Because if you don't need it because you know what it's like and you know it's not bad to be by yourself and be alone and feel, you know, unsupported, like you don't have people around you, then there's nothing to be afraid of. And so you don't need anything from anyone. I love that. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for that story. That's a great story. Okay. Uh, be intentional with what you feed your mind. Trade social media for books, trade Netflix for courses. Intentionality creates exponential growth. Now, Layla, you're not saying, hey, go and stop watching Netflix and stop enjoying your life. But what are, what are you saying? I'm saying that there's seasons of your life where you prioritize things, right? And especially, I would say probably for people in this group, like when you're getting started and you're trying to grow something from the beginning, there are sacrifices that you have to make. Now, am I saying that you never do those things? No, but like taken to an extreme, anything is bad, right? So like those things in small doses are okay. But for a period of time, when you're trying to grow something else, like you only have so much attention and energy. And so it's just like being more particular with where you're putting your attention and putting your energy because you only have so much of it. And so I, what I will say is like the nuances, if some of those things give you back energy, then maybe you want to do them, right? It's like, maybe it's like watch a movie with your spouse once a week, do something like that, whatever, whatever you need to recharge. But it's like, it always has a purpose, right? Like if I am consuming something that is not driving me forward to my goals is because I know it's recharging me or it's something that I do to relax, right? Which was recharge me in, in the end. And so I think that a lot of people though, use those tools instead of like recharging, they use them to numb themselves or to avoid or to procrastinate. And so especially if you're getting started with something, those are really easy tools to use to avoid things. And so it's usually better to just like take them out as much as possible or limit yourself to a dosage of like, I only do this for 30 minutes a day. I do one hour a day. I do, you know, whatever a week. Um, because in the beginning, you're usually breaking a habit of using things around you to procrastinate you getting started from like building your business, uh, which is scary. And it's a lot harder to do than like, you know, binging episodes for nine hours a day. Layla, have you ever, ever procrastinated building your business? Um, or certain aspects of your business? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, need I've, to, I've I need to redo my website or I need to do something. Is there anything you procrastinated? Totally. There's probably more like personal stuff I'll procrastinate um, because I feel like business is, uh, but yes, absolutely. There's definitely been things I procrastinate. You know what it is? Probably is more like people having hard conversations, firing people, those kinds of things, the really personal side of business. Um, and then in the beginning, when you're getting started, it's really putting yourself out there, like uh, taking any amount of risks, making those phone calls, trying to close those deals. Like there's so many things that people do to procrastinate those things and like take up their time so that they don't have the capacity to take those things on. Um, they just say that they're busy. I think that that's what most people use that for. Fake busy. Yeah, fake busy. Love it. Guys, are you, are you, is everybody loving this as much as I'm loving this? 500 people in here, a lot of fun. Okay, master the art of self-discipline. If you want the rest of your life to be easy, make the beginning of your life incredibly difficult. Get up early, work long hours, and face your problems head on. Now, this is an interesting one because I think people at your level, my level, one of the most common questions, I'd say top 10 questions we get is, how do you find balance in your life, Layla? And... It's so funny. I've watched conversations with you and Alex and you know Patrick Bet David and um, Gary V talk about balance. What is your thought on balance and is there such a thing? I don't know why balance, I don't know why it's become a thing. You know, I think it's more of like the generation, if you look at like they're trying to create a 
uh, if you're trying to create employees, I would say send them to school and tell them they need to be balanced, right? <laughs> um, so I think that would be a good tool for that. I think if you're trying to achieve something in life, I don't really think that balance is a, a tool that is useful. I think that integration and basically, but you know what, here's the thing that um, I think that most people are not on a mission. And so because they're not on a mission, they have to seek balance because it is respite from the thing that they hate doing. If you're on a mission, you don't even think, I don't think about balancing my life because it's all meshed into one. Never and I, once. No, I'm excited. It's a mission I'm driving towards and I'm excited about the future. It's like, why would I want to balance that? It's like, you should go watch a movie. I'm like, I'm not tired. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, right. stop. Right. Yeah, like, take care of base. Take care of yourself, man. You need to slow down. It's like, dude, I am on a mission. And maybe some people aren't wired that way. You know, I don't know, but like, I am, I'm not wired for the like, slow down, go chill, go do this, you know, type thing. But I think when most people say balance, it's usually, it's usually because they're running from something because the thing that they're actually working on is not what they really want to be doing. And so instead they have to seek balance because they don't want to be around that thing or they don't want too much time taken from that thing. And so I think a lot of the times it's just the symptom of a greater issue, which is like, you're not doing what you really want to be doing with your life. I love that. Also, you brought up integration, which you then deviated from, but I think integration is very important as well. Like integrating your wife or your spouse or your kids or your friend, not, not your friends. I, I don't hire friends, but you know, getting your spouse involved in what you're doing. It doesn't mean hire your spouse. It doesn't mean necessarily partner with your spouse and your guys' situation that works in my situation that works as well. Uh, my wife is on the TV show with us. My wife is my realtor for all of our transactions. My wife and I do a tremendous amount of stuff together. So there's a lot of cool things that my wife is doing. If I felt like I had to update my wife on everything that I was doing every single day, I could find that problematic and a little bit more challenging in the sense like, okay, well, I'm out here building a kingdom. So I have to come home and tell my queen or tell the person that's you know benefiting from this with me, this is what I did. This is where I'm going. This is why I'm traveling here. This is why I'm speaking here. This is why this is happening. Da, 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 da. But because there's some integration, even on a small level, I think integration benefits and kind of alleviates a lot of that stuff. What were you going to say about integration? I was going to say, I see, I like the word integration, which is everything is of one system, right? Because here's what I think when I think of balance, it's often the balance between, and a lot of people say it, like it's with family or spouse and themselves. It's usually others and self that are like the conflict of balance. And usually what I picture when I think of that is like a seesaw and I'm on it going this way and you're on it going this way. And we have to try and balance because we're actually not on the same path. And so a lot of the times too, is when you see people are saying, I need balance, a lot of times it's because people come to us that have, you know, husband, spouse, but it's like, they're actually not on the same mission together. And so like, you don't need to be working together to be on the same mission together, but life is a mission that you should be on together. And so oftentimes, you know, like I'll say, you know, there's certain times of seasons where like Alex works more or I'll work more, like when he's writing his book and I'm not going to be like, Hey, I need you to come stop over here and do this. Right. Because like, I know that what our life is, what we want life to look like outside of work is a certain way. And this needs to happen. This needs to be sacrificed at that time. And that will be required at times. But I think if you're not on the same page with your spouse or with your friends or anyone else who's supporting you in terms of what your life mission is, then it feels like an imbalance because you're going in different directions. And so there's a toggle. That's absolutely critical. Anytime somebody tells me, my wife tells me I work too much, my wife, this, my wife, that, you know, I, obviously my audience is primarily men. And so I get a lot of men that come to me and go, how have you figured it out with your wife? And I'm like, my wife is integrated into my, my life and she is on the same path as me. She understands where we're trying to go. 
at least 99%, right? There's thoughts I have or goals and dreams I have that maybe I don't express to her because they haven't really um, materialized yet. So I don't want to tell my spouse, hey, I've got this dream and this hope and this thing. I want to see if that path is even real before I bring it up because I don't want to be one of those husbands that goes to their wife and goes, I've got these dreams and these things and these, and then they don't formalize and they maybe dissipate and fall away and I look like a flake. So there's a percentage of my goals and my hopes that I don't bring up to my wife, but 99% of what I'm doing, my wife is on the same page as me. And so my wife never says you're working too much. My wife understands it's a requirement and also doesn't even look at it as a sacrifice. She looks at it as it, as the equation for the output that we're looking for, for either ourselves, our relationship, our financial goals, or even the way we want our children to be raised and what experiences we want our children to have. So for somebody that's maybe off page, right? You've got a husband, a wife, two husbands, two wives, doesn't freaking matter at the end of the day, guys. Um, but you've got two people that are not on the same page. Is there any advice that you could give? Because I know you, the relationship with you and Alex is was very specific and we don't need to go into that today. Maybe we could do that another time. But is there any advice that you have found that has worked for people in your circle that says, how do I get on the same page with these people? Or is it good luck. Your, your spouse is not going to get on the same page because you married the wrong spouse. Is it that harsh or is there something that we could actually give as advice, some actionable items that would help somebody? Yeah. I think that it's mission values and um, the the word that actually we just saw Lewis Towles yesterday, he said it was lifestyle, which I like that better than what we were talking about, um, how Alex and I have expressed it. So it's, are you on, can you get behind the same mission? Do you share the same values and which tell you how are we going to achieve that mission? And then do you have the same lifestyle, which is basically shared interests supporting that? And so I think what I would do is basically and what I've asked people to do is like Tony Robbins has an activity like this, which is basically write all those down for yourself and then have your spouse write them down for their self and then you compare. And that'll really tell you where you're each sitting at. And I think it doesn't need to be harsh, but it needs to be. And then if you look at them and they're too far off, then it's like, I don't know, maybe this is the right fit. But if they're enough that you can mesh them together and make it some slight compromises to agree. I mean, some people will be okay with that. Some people won't. It's personal preference. Like I probably, I can tell you that I made a list like this. And when I met Alex, I was like, he checks literally every box. And like, I would, I didn't compromise until that point. That's just who I am. It's not for everybody. And that's, that's cool. Um, but I think if you don't have those three things, I don't really, I don't think that you will have a lifelong partnership. I think that there, you could be married for seasons, but I think if you want a lifelong partnership, that's probably the ingredient. I could not tell you what it would be if it were just like, I want like a seasonal partnership because I don't, that's right. just I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I, I'm hundred percent the same way. I mean, there, there's non-negotiables in my life because I've seen the way other people live their life and their marriages and their relationships. I'm like, I don't want to have any part of that, um, any part of it. And so this is, this is actually perfect timing. We've got 10 minutes with Layla guys and we've got so many people that have loved this so much. In fact, I like, I think we have over 3,000 comments that have been made in this Zoom. That's a lot. Um, 3,000 comments have been made in this Zoom. So if you, um, if anybody has a question, we I have her for six, seven minutes, but I want to ask her a couple of questions. So Layla, what are your guys' mission? What are you and Alex trying to accomplish in the next 12 months? Is it trying to acquire more businesses? Is there a specific type of business you guys are looking for? A type of business that you guys are getting excited about? Like, hey, I really like the e-com space or I really like this because of the potential here. What are you guys trying to accomplish in the next 12 months? Our goal is to document and share the best practices of building a world-class business. So there's what our business does. And then there's like our personal mission, which is our personal mission is to give all that information for free, the best practices. 
And we get that information by acquiring the businesses and doing the practices and then sharing it with the world. And the reason that we do that is because we had to ask ourselves, what would we do if we never made any money from it and we would never get paid? And basically then we designed a business around that. And so we don't need to monetize what we do. We don't need to monetize like selling courses and things like that because one, I think that there's a different intention behind content when you're doing it for money. Cause like in gym launch, you know, we did have to record ads and things like that. And I like, hated it. Right. And so we said like, if we make content, we want to make it because it's literally just giving. Um, so that's honestly been what's most top of mind is like building the media team out to support that. Actually, like our new creative directors in our house right now, um, we just met all day to talk about like what we're going to be doing this coming year. So that's what's most exciting for us. In terms of the business side, you know, we're, we're looking at acquiring two businesses a month and we have, uh, you know, from we acquire hey, guys, listen to what she just said. This is a girl that left home to, that was moved to California, had no job, no, no, nothing just said, we're looking to acquire two businesses per month. That's a pretty dramatic growth, right? Not just mindset wise, but financially, personal, everything else along the way. That's pretty freaking amazing. I think it's what's interesting, Layla, is you've grown comfortable saying those words. And that's pretty powerful is that other people can be in that position. How much time did that take from the time that you were essentially moving out to California, resetting your life to the day that you could say, we're acquiring, we're on track or where our goal is to acquire two businesses per month? You know, to be honest, I don't think there was like a, a key moment. I think that. No, not a key moment. What was the, the time frame? What was the like, oh, how, okay. how much of a time frame was that? I mean, it's been seven years. Seven years. But the majority of the momentum has probably happened in the last three, maybe four years, right? Yeah. Since uh, 2018, I want to say. So for the first several years, I remember seeing photos of you and, and Alex and oh, I don't remember, what was the car you guys had? You were driving around in this little teeny old car. Prius, yeah, yeah. You were driving around in an old Prius cruising around. And now when you were driving around that Prius, did you guys have the vision of, we know this is going to work out. We just need to keep grinding out. Or was it like, we don't know, but we're risking it. I think that it was, we both knew that we would be successful. We were not like crystal clear as to what that was going to look like. We knew that we wouldn't stop until we succeeded. We just weren't like, hey, it's going to be gym launch. Like it, we stumbled into it. And then when we saw it, we we're like, oh, this is it now. But we didn't stop trying. You know, we didn't give up. And I think that's the main thing is like, if you have that vision that you know that you're going to be successful, you don't give up. And so, and it's kind of like, which came first, the you know chicken or the egg. Um, but Did I think, you guys fail along that journey in finding gym launch? I mean, yeah, we ate. You know, I mean, we lost all the money like three times. We were sleeping at one of the clients from one of Alex's gym's house for a while in like a twin bed. Um, <laughs> you I mean, guys were sleeping at one of your clients' houses in a twin bed. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing, they didn't even want us to leave after. They were like, you guys are great. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is like everyone on here is probably like getting started with something too. And like, if you play out the worst case scenario, like I tell you these things, like, I could be like, oh, poor me, we were sleeping. I'm like, it wasn't even that bad. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, we're not like trying to get food and water. I mean, like we're sleeping at someone else's house. Like you actually make friends with them and like they cook food and you get to have something like, it's not that bad. So I think a lot of people are really scared of things that they hear other people go through. But like the reality is, is like, it's really, the idea is more terrifying than the event itself. I love that. Okay, my, my last question, I'll let you go. Do you ever hang out with anybody that complains and if, you, if somebody finds themselves complaining, do you have any advice for those types of people? You have to really think about that one. Because I, I realized this today. I was like, I literally don't have any friends that complain. 
It was actually after the post that you made talking about the shared futures. I was like, I literally don't have friends that are going around complaining and talking. Like I don't have any right now. And it's where most of my momentum is coming from is just the friends that I'm associating with. Do you have anybody that you are associating with that is a complainer? No, I don't think so. Actually. I think that when there comes like, there's certain moments where someone's like, can I tell you about my day? You know, like when you mm -hmm. get to a certain level and like, it's not complaining, but it's, you know, in the, in the, in the story. So I do actually like to think that like some of my friends who like, we do just talk about like shared vision. We can be comfortable enough with each other that we can talk about those things, but it's not right. in a negative manner or placing blame on anyone. Well, you're talking sense. about an issue that maybe you're having in your business and saying like, look, I don't know how to solve this problem or what this, this happened in my business. You're not complaining. You're just bringing up an issue. Totally. Um, do you find that people, as they're coming up in the world, like they can actually get rid of that complaining? Because I, I feel like one of the most important things people need to shed in their journey is finding a reason to complain and a, a reason to blame anything on anybody else but themselves. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's probably just a shift in self-awareness to going from thinking that everything is someone else's fault to thinking it's all your own. Because you probably wouldn't complain much if you knew that you were complaining about yourself the whole time. You know what I mean? If you're like, oh, this is all my fault, then it just feels terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. You wouldn't be complaining a lot if you realized it was actually you or you were complaining about. That's so damn good. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming in here. Thank you, Layla. Have a great night. Guys, I appreciate uh, the last 60 minutes of your attention. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>